Hello. I don't want to do NPR voice. I was going to do NPR voice, but I decided against it. What's up and welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. I am one of your hosts, Chris, with... Nate. And... (laughs) Oh, I didn't time that right. (laughs) We should have practiced. (laughs) It's more fun when it's not practiced. Oh, God. And cool, I got the little things that'll pop up. You won't see it because that takes editing ahead of time. That's a whole other thing that I'm planning on working on. It's a whole bunch of Stream Deck fun button presses that'll make things happen on the screen. Um, <laughs> you know what I've realized helps you learn and grow as a content creator is actually watching other people that stream because that was something I don't fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I mean, like, I like like watching Let's Plays is one thing, but I've never really, I've never really watched people on Twitch. Like, do either of you maybe. actually watch Twitch? Not anymore. I I really don't. I I cannot find people who entertain me on a regular basis on Twitch enough to actively watch it. Yeah. Um. I will admit, I pulled up Twitch uh because we recently got a new TV. Um. And when I logged into Twitch, so I can just have it on there if I want to, uh, the recommendations fucking make no sense for anything that we ever watch on there. Um, it is it was just filled with as uh, Nate, you have called them in the past, booby streamers. Um, <laughs> just nothing but just chatting. People doing the little like uh, the. I almost said hot tub time machine, um, but the hot tub streams and stuff like that. I'm like, we don't watch this content. Why is it being fed to us? Is there somewhere in our bio that says, hey, there's at least one dude that works at this on on this site? Twitch recommendations aren't like, they're not like YouTube recommendations where it's algorithmic and based on watch history or anything like that. Twitch is just literally shoving the most popular content at you all the time. Like, they want you to go into the big streams all the time, and that's why I use... When I do go watch Twitch, um, there's websites that you can browse, which are literally, like, they're going to show you, like, streams with zero viewers. Mm -hmm. And there's the streams I hop in, and I'll just hang out for, like, an hour or two in those streams. See, that sounds cool. That sounds much cooler. Uh, I remember I came across one guy that had a relatively smaller, like, stream audience. Now he's a lot bigger, and I'm like, eh... I still pop in every once in a while. He just he would do nothing but like uh, retro game streams, and he had a shit ton of things set up. Like I said, where he's just hitting buttons and it's like boom, pop up, boom, pop up, animation kind of shit. And I'm like, I need to do that. Cool. I don't know how to do that though. <laughs> but hey, everything else that I know how to do, I taught myself. So fuck it. <laughs> so, You'll figure it out. Yeah. So how are you two doing? It's been. Well, for Nate, it's been two weeks. For Leslie, hey, you know what? We did talk last week, so, you know. Uh, I just like getting updates I'm, with my friends. I'm tired. Hmm. I've been traveling, but <laughs> I'm glad to be home. Uh, I feel like I haven't been able to celebrate spooky season until now, so no. I'm diving headfirst. I there might watch a movie after the stream. But don't quote me. I might just fall asleep to that movie. <laughs> what movie would that be if you do end up watching it? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll come up with an answer by the end of the stream, though. 
because I have a list. I was going to say, if you have uh, Prime Video, I might recommend you watch Totally Killer. Because uh, it is a great campy, campy slasher film. Uh, <laughs> we do love camp. Yeah. What about you, Nate? You enjoying any more bear steaks? Any more food that I've never <laughs> uh, never thought could be uh, a regular meal? Well, no. I mean, that was that was still very out of the ordinary. Like I said last time, that's not like that's not a Romanian thing. That was like we went to a very like niche themed restaurant mm-hmm. for that kind of thing. Um, no, but otherwise, I mean, I'm here in Romania. I'll be here till the middle of December at this point. Um, and then I'm slated to go to Israel, which given recent events that we won't talk about, plans may change. (laughs) That's, Um, that's news to me. Fuck. Am I going to, are you going to, am I going to get you back at all? Are you staying in (laughs) other countries forever? You will. So Israel will only be a couple of days to go visit um, my workplace's headquarters. And then from there, um, going to London to visit another office, and then I'll be coming back home. So it's like maybe an extra week or so of travel. Okay. Um, we'll see you in 2024, basically. <laughs> pretty much. Um, but, you know, things have happened. Plans may change because things have happened. Um, so everything's kind of up in the air right now. For now, I just know that I'm going to be in Bucharest until till sometime in the middle of December. Um but yeah, I'm chilling. I I am rebuilding access to media that I had back home that I don't have here. <laughs> um, it has taken some work to do that. So things like we talked about our flag means death and mm-hmm. all these other crazy things that, that everyone, that we all want to watch and we all want to talk about. <laughs> um, it's just more difficult for me to get a hold of them right now. Um, but it's it's being worked on. <laughs> You don't just have a VPN or something? Well, it's it's the combination of a VPN. It's the combination of getting access to that media and the fact that I'm doing this all from an extremely underpowered work laptop yeah. and internet that is not the best in the world. Last time we did this podcast, we tried to do over Wi-Fi on this laptop, and we know how horribly that went. It was just um, a little, little jumpy. Yeah, so... I do have an Ethernet cable. I'll probably go pick up another one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it is what it is. I have to make do with the tools I have, essentially. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not as tired as you guys, but I am just—I'll be honest—getting over some random crap that everybody has passed around to everybody at work in the last two weeks. Uh, so just exhausted and ready to feel better and also kind of celebrate the Halloweeny kind of stuff. Cause like who, who's had time? Who's had time? <laughs> who has had time? Like this was the closest I kicked it off with watching, like I said, a, a new thriller. So, um, real quick, speaking of not specifically that movie, we'll get into that when we're talking about what we're watching and playing and stuff. Um, there are for this year, the rest of the year, we have three holiday themed like thriller horror movies coming out. I don't know if any either of you have seen the trailers for these. So first up, I'm going in the order of I guess hol- holiday, I guess. Uh there's a th- movie called Thanksgiving. 
which is just straight up a, a slasher movie. <laughs> I love this kind of stupid shit. Okay, don't even. Um, Have you seen Thanks Killing? Uh, yes, I think so. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. Um, there's also that one. Is that wait? Is Thanks Killing? Which is the one with the murderous turkey? That's Thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Then I've seen Thanks Killing. Um, Silent Night or not Silent Night? No, I think it is just called Silent Night. Uh, no, I've seen a picture. It's like Santa. No, that's Violent Night. Oh, Violent Night was fantastic. I talked about that last year. <laughs> that was uh that's fucking um oh the guy that played the new Hellboy in Hopper on um yeah, Stranger Things. Yeah. 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 So Silent Night, which is like the fiftieth time a movie has been called Silent Night, I think. Um is a upcoming action thriller directed by John Woo. <laughs> mm. uh, basically, it is a man that goes into the underworld to avenge his young son's death on Christmas Eve. So, oh, wow. that'll be fun. Um, but the one that I saw most recently <laughs> and has the greatest title ever, um, very fitting for the upcoming Christmas season, uh, we're skipping ahead, I know. It's coming. It's upcoming. Um, but later this year, it's a wonderful knife. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yep. Yeah. Um, basically, it's the same plot. You know. Are you looking it up? I highly recommend watching the trailer when you get a chance. Um, but think, <laughs> think it's a wonderful life, except, uh, this girl who stopped a, a killer, um, at one point, I guess, decides that she feels like she, how, what the world, world would be like if I wasn't around. Um, and it happens and it's ridiculous and I cannot wait to watch it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh... I will. I will watch the trailer for that. Okay. All right. I avoid most. I think I avoid most themed slasher movies. I remember. I saw the uh, like twenty. Is it two thousand six? Was that two thousand six? Yeah, the two thousand six remake of Black Christmas. Yeah, I was gonna say. That's actually a lie because I really like Black Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That might be. A, that might be a, an exception but yeah i i like watching both versions back to back oh yeah i don't think i've I've only seen the new one i never saw the original one. Oh, you know what i blood my bloody valentine i never saw the original but i saw the remake because the remake starred um Jer- uh, jason ackles um talking dean winchester oh i've seen both of those too oh wow now I want to know what else has had remakes. It's funny because I said Silent Night because there is another Silent Night movie. Um, literally, oh my god, really? It's from 2021. It's not even been that long. There's already been two Silent Night movies. This is a it's a British apocalyptic black comedy film. Um, I don't feel like reading all that. Whatever. <laughs> 
It's a lot of British people. It stars uh, Kieran Knightley and Matthew Good. Um, oh my goodness! What? what? Oh. Joel Kinnaman. I like him. Who? What? What are you looking Kenny at? Was in it? Well, I'm looking at the 2023, the new one. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I like these people. That one I'm excited for. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm going to see all three of these in theaters. Um, Oh my gosh! <laughs> abso- I'm absolutely going to see all three of these, uh, uh, along with I already have my ticket for um, Five Nights at Freddy's, so of course. Yeah, that's on my list. I have quite a few movies I need to catch up with. Yeah, I haven't seen anything in theaters in a while. We just watched. Oh, I didn't put that on the list. We just watched Haunted Mansion. Um, it was adorable. I loved it. It's probably my favorite of the Disney ride movies at this point. Hmm. <laughs> Plus the cast is fucking awesome. So, um, so anyway, I, enough of me talking about movies that I've either seen or not seen yet. What have you guys been watching, playing, reading, all that fun stuff? Uh, I'll go first because my list is short because uh, it's just Chucky. <laughs> uh, I, I <laughs> flew through season two so that I could watch season three in real time. Um, and season two, the last half of season two was nuts bananas. <laughs> um, and the first episode of season three, you've, I don't know, you've probably seen promo for it, but Chucky's in the White House. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I'm actually really excited. Um, it's going to be. Uh, very insane, I think. Because if they're gonna top season two, and the end of season two was really, like, gory and surprising and funny. So, I'm excited. Now, I haven't watched any of this yet. Um, Chucky? Yeah. I mean, are you a Chucky person? (laughs) I'm not. I don't think I've ever... I, I, I think I've only seen <laughs> clips of the Child Play movies. Um, and I also... And I, I, I know also that Jennifer it. Tilly's in it. And uh, that's I've like... I've only seen part. Bride of Chucky, actually. Um, I haven't seen any of the Child Plays either. Oh, okay. The show's good, though. Mm-hmm. Um, the teenagers are teenagering. As you would expect, <laughs> um, but the the kills are uh, a lot for TV. I'm like, this is on TV. Then. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, it's it's on Sci-Fi in USA. I don't know where exactly you watch it, but according to this, I see it listed as USA and Sci-Fi Channel. Oh yeah, I watch it on streaming. It's on Peacock. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, there's. It seems like there's a lot of people that are gonna eat it. <laughs> so. <laughs> it seems it's so weird to me because this is now. We've had multiple horror movies that have been turned into TV shows. Because didn't they make a Scream TV show too? Yes. Yeah. Um, or they were. Go- or they are going to. I don't know. I think they did. There's also the Evil Dead show, which is great. Yeah. That one, I think, see, in my head, for some reason, that seems 
like something that can work easier. But like with Scream and Chucky, I feel like they are so like, hey, there's one evil thing, basically. It feels weird for that to be able to be turned into a long form TV, like a long form series. Um, oh, yeah. Whoa. Holy shit. There were three seasons of the Scream TV show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What rock have I been living under? Oh, no. Yeah. Executive producer Wes Craven. Well, the good thing about Chucky is that there are multiple Chuckies that exist. In the okay. Because it's a doll. So. Oh, so like the individual doll. Oh, okay. I always thought it was just one doll that was fucked up. Uh, that could have been how it started. Yeah. But now he can kind of like zip through different dolls. Is he voiced by? Isn't he voiced by Mark Hamill? Sorry. Hold on. I don't know. <laughs> in my head, in my head, he's voiced by Mark Hamill in the show. I don't know why I think that. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, no, it is Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif, okay. Why didn't I think it was Mark Hamill? I, I don't know. You could have hoped it was Mark Hamill. To be fair, in this picture, he kind of looks like Mark Hamill. <laughs> 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 um, but yes, it, he is actually the original... Oh, okay. Yes. And oh, in the, the 2019 one. Also the show, which is cool. Oh, okay. No, he was in the 1988 one. No, I know, but I just looked. He was the voice in the 2019 one too. He might have been. He might be the voice of Chucky. Period. Like they, uh, I think. But not the TV show. No. Yes, the TV show too. Wait, who are we talking about? Brad Dourif. No, no, no. I see. I was see. I was going back to in 2019, the 2019 Chucky movie, the most recent of the movies. Uh, Mark right. Hamill voiced Chucky. That is oh, why. Oh, yeah. That's Mark yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's why I was thinking <laughs> it because I remember him voicing Chucky in something. I didn't realize it was just the the movie. Um, that's funny. Well, Brad Dourif has been the voice actor for Chucky for a lot of them. Looks like most of them. Oh, I know this guy. He has a very punchable face. And his his daughter is in the show. That's it's cool. cool. It Fiona. is very cool. Um, she was and Jennifer on. Jennifer Tilly is all over it, of course. Yeah, she was in Dirk Gently, uh, which was a very short-lived, really good show. Um, that I wish had continued, but then the creator was a piece of shit. So who fucking cares? Um. Yeah, I lost train of thought. So Chucky, you re- you recommend you recommend yeah. Chucky? We good? Um, if you're yes, if you're a fan of horror and blood and guts and stuff, because mm-hmm. that is what it is. But Chucky's funny. It's also very like humorous because he's very unserious. Um, I have a list of movies I have to go see. That I've been missing because spooky season like hit the ground running because there's Saw. I have to go see that. Mm-hmm. I have to go see the Exorcist prequel. I'm really excited for that. I have to go see Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, we got That's that coming up soon. Yeah, so 
I might just do a day <laughs> and sit at the movies and plan it out and <laughs> just watch them all. That's always fun. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I don't know what my next uh, my next double feature is gonna be after work one random day. <laughs> All right, Nate, what have you been watching? Well, I mean, we have it on the list, so mostly um, just Ahsoka, honestly. Okay. Um, I was behind two episodes, so I just kind of did the finale all at the same time. Oh, wow, you did all... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, never mind. Um, no, I just started, you know, season two of One Piece. I'm not honestly that far into it. <laughs> Um, now okay um, so i jokingly called it see i I meant season two of the live action um yeah well this is still season two of the anime wait it's considered season two of the anime yeah episode is that we're talking like episode 80 it's 65 yeah like it's really that early the first episode the first season (laughs) i think it literally is 64 64 episodes long now I want to see um, how they break this down. Are you, what are you watching it on? Netflix or Crunchyroll? Crunchyroll. Okay. But no, I'm watching that. I, I've started using watch list and sport and filler list and things like that to get through it a little bit faster. Um, like I said, those last couple of episodes of season one are mostly filler. Um, but. I'm still enjoying it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you well, know, what, the, what happened? What happened? Why'd my? Sorry, uh, everything uh, went dark for a second. I'm like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> no. Um, no, I've been trying to get get back into watching more continuations of anime that I dropped in the past. Um, there is a whole lot of Jujutsu Kaisen to catch up on right now. Um, Yep. There is. I stopped watching Zom 100 and I need to resume watching that. It has gotten um, a lot further than I expected it to already. Yeah. And then um, I stopped watching a really good anime that I talked about a podcast a long time ago, um, which is 86. Like, I just, for whatever reason, I just stopped watching it and never continued after a certain episode for some reason. Um,. And so I would like to like to finish up a lot of these other anime that I've I've fallen behind on. But with the way that seasonal releases have kind of been blasted, um, pretty much just in my face. Like every time I turn around, there's another list of like you need to watch these ten anime this season. Thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I usually ignore most of them because like eight of them are isekai that I've already read. Uh- <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> No, I mean, that's it's crazy because, of, of course, the isekai genre keeps going on. And now, like, you have to we have like the subversive isekai stuff coming in, like, um, like the vending machine thing. Um, <laughs> um, so it just I don't know what the next trend is going to be, honestly. Um, but if. All I can say is it's it's a good time to be an anime fan. It's also a horrible time to be an anime fan. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I haven't I haven't had time to sit down and watch much, but that's what I am trying to do is catch up on those things. Okay. I know what the vending machine thing is. Yeah. 
Um, well, I read the I read the manga like a couple months before the anime was even announced. But you said you do, or you don't know what the vending machine thing is. I said I have to know what it is. Oh, um, it's basically a guy who, in the real world, our world, um, oddly, weirdly, has an obsession with with vending machines. Um, he dives to protect one from breaking as it's falling, uh, is crushed to death, and then wakes up in another world as a vending machine. <laughs> yep. He's a conscious vending machine. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called? My life is a vending machine? I think it's just called... I was... I woke up and Hold on. Vending machine... Vending machine anime what is it called oh, forget my vending machine oh re Class powers 3000 reborn as a vending machine i now wander the dungeon yeah <laughs> what kind of vending machine uh he a... sorry nate if you can go ahead yeah well so i mean he's a regular ass vending machine but he eventually has like these powers that let him change what products he can vend. <laughs> so, literally anything. And he um, can change them in whenever. So, like, if it's in the morning, he'll put in some morning stuff. At night, he'll be like, hey, have some soup. Uh, yeah. That kind of shit. It's adorable it and so fucking stupid. It's incredibly adorable. I mean, the whole thing where he, at one point, like, he's with this group of adventurers. Like, they're starving. They don't have anything to eat. So, he puts, like, cup ramen in his in his little vending slots and they're all like this is like the best shit I've ever eaten. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's Okay. Vending <laughs> machines. We're vending machines though. I shouldn't be surprised. So it's get here. <laughs> all of the new good Isekai are just subversions of old tropes at this point. <laughs> and they're all great? They're all pretty good. They're okay. I mean, there are, there's still the... <laughs> that was so many degrees of review. In the... Yeah. Here, so I it's... Mean... The, the fun part is, for me, it is now at the point that all of the stupid shit that I've been reading for the last three years is all getting ad adapted into anime. And, like, these are series that I've read... And then immediately forget everything about it. And then it'll be like, oh, new Isekai. I'm like, click, first episode in. I'm like, oh, this is the one that likes to be abused by his stepsister or some shit like that. Um, <laughs> and you laugh, but that's definitely a real one. Um, <laughs> often there's one. I know the one that Nate, I'm sorry, Nate. It sounds like I'm telling, saying that you like the pervy anime again. Um <laughs> But jobless reincarnation, where he he's a thirty something year old dude. Jobless reincarnation is a pervy fucking anime. Let's just he's reborn and immediately is like, damn, my mom's got nice tits. Yeah, like no joke. Well, you, it's not like he gets Wait, reborn. reborn it's like what a baby. It's not like he gets a reborn human child. Like, oh, I'm reincarnated, like as an adult or as a teenager. He when he gets reincarnated, it's during a infant's birth so like he literally grows up from age zero has his entire in, consciousness yes and as an infant he's like yeah my mom's pretty hot so mm -hmm. it is it is incredibly perverted all the way through i 
Uh, just giving me a flood of things I didn't know and didn't. Don't know if I needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's definitely not something you need on your watch list. Let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> like even if you cut out the pervy shit, it's not that good of a story. It's really not. It gets very boring in season two. Yeah, like there are some so there are some series that it's like okay, I don't like this, but let me just move past it. Um, but you know, it's it's fan service. A lot of it is the pervy fan service side of shit that I'm like, okay, is the story good enough to ignore the thing that is just inherently going to be in most anime nowadays? And if it is, it is. If it's not, you don't watch Kill Lock Kill. Um, <laughs> 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 That's personal oh, preference, but whatever. Such a hater. Uh, all right, Nate. Well, since you have watched all of Ahsoka now, what did you think? Uh, I think it was was pretty good. Um, it tied a lot of the plot threads from the beginning together pretty nicely and quickly without a whole lot of fuss. Um. But it also still, at the very end of it all, left us with a lot of questions going forward for the Star Wars universe at this point. Um, you know, without spoiling much, um, essentially I can say that the good guys kind of lose at the end of this at the end of this season. Um, they do not accomplish the goal they set out to accomplish, but they also have. Well, one character in particular, has, two characters in particular, have grown and learned a lot of things about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see how much more these characters grow. Um, they did not kill one character I thought they were definitely going to kill because the actor, you know, passed away in real life. I mean, that's, um, they didn't know, it didn't happen until after, for one thing, but. Well, true. I'm just, I, I'm questioning how they're going to going to do that if, you know, there's a second season of this show or at least a continuation of that character going forward. We know that the the thing about these Star Wars shows is Mandalorian has been the longest run with actual multiple concurrent seasons, but mm-hmm. the shows all bleed into one another in some way. Um, I mean, hell, that's so, uh, even with the animation, animated stuff at this point. Yeah, so I don't know if it's going to be Ahsoka Season 2 or it's going to be something else that heavily features and involves Ahsoka and Sabine in that cast of characters. Yeah, I uh, I loved it. Um, it is definitely one of those things where I realize you appreciate this so much more if you have watched all of... Uh, all of not so much Clone Wars. Clone Wars... Mm-hmm. it's just the introduction to Ahsoka and a little bit more attachment to Ahsoka. Um, but if you hadn't watched Rebels, I feel like you are not going to enjoy this anywhere near as much. Um, yeah. Which is slightly disappointing, but at the same time, uh, like as somebody that has, this was fucking amazing. I loved it. I loved where everything ends. We have so much more to possibly have expanded. They haven't confirmed a second season. That is a thing that has been talked about already. Um, it's still kind of up in the air. Uh, I'm hoping it does well enough that... I mean, 
it's going to be good enough that they're going to continue it in some way, whether it be, like you said, Ahsoka Season 2, or, hell, the way my brain works is like, can we switch back to animation? Just switch it back to animation at this point. <laughs> um, for two reasons. One, because I love animation. And two, the easiest way to continue Balin's story, now mm-hmm. that uh, after the passing of Ray Stevenson would be to do it in an animated format and just, you know, instead of recasting a live-action character, just take that character and make him animated and, sure, have somebody do a voice. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Especially because, like, (laughs) of all of the character storylines, I wanted so much more of his, um, Mm -hmm. especially because of how the the last scene with him is literally him with... Stat like cliffside statue carving representations of the Force family from that we mm-hmm. see back in Clone Wars and then see again later in um, uh, Rebels. So it's like, come the fuck on! I need more of this. Um, <laughs> I will say, you say that they, they didn't they didn't do what they set out to do. Technically, the only thing. That Sabine and Ahsoka were planning on doing was get Ezra back home. They did not fail their mission. <laughs> okay, that is true. But you know, is they, is Thrawn so back by, by, with people? Yeah, but that wasn't part of the thing. I'm pretty sure it was clearly stated. Like, hey, we have to stop Thrawn's return. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but um, no, he he's gone back to the main galaxy we know from Star Wars, and that has some major implications. I mean, I I guess some of the things, one of the best things about it, as I said the last podcast recorded, Thrawn is my favorite Star Wars villain. Period. Like Darth Vader's a close second, but Thrawn is is top. Yeah. Um, and that is because he doesn't do it by being forceful he does it by applying force in the right places at the right time he's a smart Um, motherfucker he is incredibly intelligent and you see this kind of game he gets to play against ahsoka sabine and ezra um in these last two episodes um you see that he is willing to use any asset at his disposal to achieve his goals um and that includes the use of the oh, great mothers of Okay. Now before what? you go into this, I wanna So mm-hmm. Leslie. You don't you're not a big Star Wars person. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what would I tell you? One, let me get it out of the way, because it exists time travel exists within the world of Star Star Wars. It has only been canonly used once, technically, I believe. I don't think we've done it any more than that. Whatever. Um, because of that, what happens in this season does shouldn't surprise anybody. Um, but the final thing that is in the way between the good guys getting to Thrawn and stopping him are literally zombie stormtroopers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
So it's just a bunch of stormtroopers. They all get shot down, knocked down, stabbed, all that, and we're good. They're like, all right, let's get going. And then the Night Sisters are like, bitch, no. And they raise them all back from the dead and they come back after them. And it's fucking great. That is that is cool. Have, uh, but have they ever had zombies? That sounds. Yes. So Star Wars has had zombies before this. But unfortunately, not canon. Now it's canon. Yeah. Well, they had zombies. So. I don't know if any of the video games are considered canon, at least. So uh, in only the um, the new Battlefront games and mm-hmm. the Jedi games, the current okay. Souls like Jedi. So games. that's what I was talking about. In Fallen Order, which was the first of those two games, Ooh. Cal goes to Dathomir. <gasps> Ooh, I Dathomir, didn't know this. Yes, so on Dathomir. Essentially, like, the place has been wrecked and torn apart and everything like that, right? But there are these, like, dead mummified night sisters, and they get resurrected and they fucking attack you. <laughs> okay. All right. Hell yeah. Okay. But as far as things like the death troopers that we see, you know, at the end of this show, no, those were not canon until recently. They were what we would call legends or EU continuity. Yeah, like um, there's there's like two different novels that focus on like a weird virus zombie outbreak that happens. Uh, so when I saw the when I saw the stormtroopers in this show, like when they introduced Thrawn's people, and all of them are like wrapped up in like red, not mm-hmm. bandages, but red uh, fabric and stuff, and there's like it looks like gold that is put into their their armor to re re uh, fi- reconfigure it so it looks normal cuz it looks like it had been broken apart at one point the moment i saw them i'm like are they are they doing zombies are they doing zombie stormtroopers <laughs> uh and then it happens nothing really gives away until that episode in the moment that the night sisters get together and are like motherfucker no we're rising raising these guys back up i'm like hell yeah i'm so fucking glad i called that um mm-hmm. And what's even more entertaining is one of the big things in this is, and we don't really pay attention to much, is Thrawn is stopping here, they're dropping off, or filling up his uh, his Star Destroyer? Star Destroyer. Yes, Destroyer. thank you. Yes. Rain broke. Um, with a whole bunch of cargo. He's like, I had to stop by for some cargo, and then we're going to get going. And you're like, well, I don't know what the fucking cargo is. It could be guns or whatever. Um... Then in the last episode, after you find out about the zombies, it cuts to the room full of the cargo that you're like, oh, those are dead people. Those are just coffins and coffins and coffins of dead people. So it's just him loading his undead army onto the ship, and I'm fucking excited for whatever the fuck happens next. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... Well, what I was saying about Thrawn using every asset at his disposal is we get the scene where he does order the Star Destroyer to fire on sort of the tower or mausoleum or whatever they call mm-hmm. it in the show. And the Night Sisters, they don't really say anything at the time, but you get this scene showing that they're like very clearly taken aback by this. Yeah. Um, they do not agree with this decision at all. Um, but even going further back in these episodes, one of the coolest and best fight scenes. Well, there's two of them, but one of the best fight scenes, at least for those who have, who are like me and just pay attention to every little detail in them. Um, 
is when Shinhati, the apprentice of Balin, you know, shows up. Um, and Sabina having this back and forth. Sabina's like, here, take this lightsaber, it's yours. And he's like, nope, the Force is my ally. And then you just get to see Ezra do, like, force martial arts. Yeah. And, like, ten dudes and fuck them up. But there's this scene where she swings her lightsaber at him. And we've seen people, like, repel lightsabers with the Force before, but not like this. If you look at that scene, her lightsaber compresses in two places right where his hands would be. So it's like he's grabbing her lightsaber through the Force. Yeah. Which is, like, the first time we've ever seen this happen. It's it's really fucking weird, but it also shows that Ezra hasn't just been, like, chilling around on some empty planet, like, you know, wait, biding his time. Um, but then, of course, we also get the very touching scene where he does rebuild a lightsaber and gets the second copy of, um, fuck, what's his name? <laughs> um, fuck, sorry, my brain, I was reading another thing to be like, wait, is this now <laughs> canon? Um, sorry, go back, it's, you. he was doing what? He was rebuilding the lightsaber. He gets the second copy of his his masters. Oh yeah, yeah, Kanan. Yeah, he got the yeah, uh, the same the same. Which I that made me tear up a little bit. Um, yeah. Sorry, I was trying to see. I'm like, wait, isn't there? Wasn't there an old fighting game that had like some fighting style that was called or that was yeah, used? Masters of Terrace Kazi. Yeah, I'm like, is that what he was using? Is that now Kanan? No. Are we Terrace sure? is just. Terrace Kazi is just like a martial art that exists in Star Wars. Um, oh, oddly enough, it is canon now. Terrace Kazi is canon? Yeah. Former Sith Lord Maul, the head of Crimson Dawn, was a practitioner of Terrace Kazi and taught it to Drayden Voss, who in turn trained Lieutenant Kiara. Huh. I think that's in the comics, but the comics are canon now, which is even fucking weirder, but whatever. Yes. Now, um... But the, the second cool fight scene is the one against Ahsoka, and I keep forgetting her name. I'm just going to call her the main night sister of the show. Um, and I'm sure people who aren't into Star Wars are like, how does a sword block, you know, lightsabers? And that's because it's a fucking force sword. It's made of magic. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the last time she was able to do it was because it was made of Beskar. Yes. But um, What's interesting about that scene is Ahsoka does lose her Shoto, her shorter lightsaber, in that fight, and uses the Night Sisters' Force Sword. So, because her her fighting style is very much reliant on two lightsabers, the question remains: is like, is she looking to build a second one um, on a planet that probably doesn't have the resources to do that with? Um, will she rebuild her old one, or will she continue to use the sword that she now has in her possession? <laughs> So much. But, um, I just want. I want to skip to the future and just watch more Star Wars content. Yeah, everybody does. But to wrap it all up, it's again. There's there's some major implications for the universe of Star Wars based on what happened in the last episode. Um, Thrawn takes off in the big hyperspace ring um, with Ezra on board. Um, meanwhile, Sabine and Ahsoka are left behind, and so. The big question mark, of course, is what are they going to do while they're there? And, you know, how are they going to get back? But also, they still have to deal with 
Balin Skull, who is also still on that planet. And in as that well planet. as, uh, what's her face? The Apprentice. Shin Hati. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Shin is also with, with some, some bad dudes. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm very excited. I was very happy with this. I don't give a shit what the internet says. They're stupid. It's mostly old people. Uh, you know, some of them are all like whiny because they still think Star Wars should be made for for kids, but them as kids and not them as eighty year old men. Um, I'm sorry, eighty year olds a little bit older than it should be, but whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, because this is a show that has a whole bunch of really strong female characters, so of course they're not going to be happy with it. Um, yeah. I'm very happy with this. It this was a good week for content because it really was Ahsoka ended, and then immediately two days later, I say immediately, um, Loki season two starts up. So, mm. Nate, I know you have not watched it. Leslie, do you watch any of the? Yeah, okay. I didn't think so. I want to make sure. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to get into spoilers, um, but what I will say is, I think it was a really strong start to the series or it's the season. Um, Kim and I, for the first season, multiple times said it felt very Doctor Who, the way that they handled stuff and sort of the plot lines and how it was filmed and stuff. Um, this episode is the most Doctor Who episode I think I've ever seen Marvel do before, and I loved it, and I'm excited to see everything that comes from this season. Um, uh, I don't know if any of you had seen or had cared about it, but there was a report that came out about the fact that this might be the first Marvel series or Marvel property in general of the MCU that didn't have um, additional shooting or filming or whatever past principal, principal photography. Like, they finished shooting it and didn't shoot anything else. They didn't do any reshoots, no nothing like that. Um, and, of course, this is one of the things that people are saying is the reason that there wasn't even a chance of uh, he who remains or Kang or whichever variant we're going to see uh, being recast. It was still It's still Jonathan Majors. Um, that whole Jonathan Majors thing is up in the air. We know nothing about what's happening. Uh, who knows when we will, but this whole season will still feature him as the villain? <laughs> up in the air we don't know what this character is going to be like we know he's there and that's about it um anyway highly recommend jumping in that if you like the first season don't wait or wait because you have to wait every week if you jump in now uh <laughs> um yeah the last thing i watched though literally finished right before i came down here to get everything ready for the podcast um just came out this week on amazon not Amazon Plus. What the fuck is it called? Prime Video. Um, totally Killer, which is time travel slasher film. It's Back to the Future meets Slasher. Um, I mentioned earlier, it's super campy. Uh, it is just enough. It like teeters a little bit on the cringe side. Um, just might be a little little bit too cringy. Um constantly throughout the movie the uh, main character who has come from 2023 and is now back in the, in the 80s uh, calls out and is 
kind of being like, well, that's kind of offensive. That's racist. You shouldn't be doing that kind of thing. And like, I think it's done too much. I understand because so much about 80s movies are just so wrong now and just how things were handled <laughs> in the 80s. So the fact that it's like somebody that's kind of calling it on its bullshit, I'm like, okay, I get it. It's a little bit much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's still good. Still enjoyed it. Uh, it, it, it stars the... Um, Kira, Kira, fuck, I always forget her name. The girl that plays Sabrina in the Sabrina the Teenage Witch show on Netflix. I want to say Kiernan Shipka or something Shipka. like that. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, she's also the daughter on uh, fucking Mad Men. Which I don't know if either of you ever watched that, but yeah. Uh, no, but I've seen pictures of her. Yeah. She was a kid, right? Yeah. Um, and now she's, you know, stopping serial killers, kind of. Uh, time travel. <laughs> Yay! <Yeah. laughs> um, no, I definitely check it out if you like just slasher movies. If you like, like, those campy stuff. The, the campier side of things. More comedic side of things. Um, like, Kim and I put this in the same kind of basket as, if you've ever seen it, it's called I Think I'm the Killer. Um, if you haven't seen... Is it on Netflix? I don't remember. I think we bought it. I think we randomly bought it because the two... Well, no, the two main characters are played by uh, people we like. It's... Um, or two of the main characters. One of them is like a side main character. I don't know how to put it. Uh, but it stars... Um, Fran Kranz. Who... If you don't know that name... Yeah, it is a cool name. Fran Kranz is the... Pothead from Cabin in the Woods. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Pothead from Cabin in the Woods. And the other main character, or top build character, is or actor, is Allison Hannigan, who is Willow from uh, yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So those two are like best friends or whatever. That's a whole other thing. Great movie. Check it out. I recommend it. Um, but it, I put it in the same camp as the camp category as Totally Killer. Um, this was definitely one of those movies I saw the trailer and immediately was like... Adding to my watch list. Um, I don't know. It's just short. Like 103 minutes. I like a nice, tight, tight movie. I'm old. I can't watch long movies anymore, guys. Sure. <laughs> Anything like two plus hours is too much. It's, yeah, man. Get, like, wrap this shit up. <laughs> like, you know, I, have I you seen... I like when movies go for that three-hour runtime when that is a movie being pretentious. Oh, yeah, well, okay. Else. The Batman, the Batman, fucking great. It didn't feel but like yes, three hours. Obvious exceptions. Yeah, um, but yes, like there, that... there are exceptions when movies use time well. But the new Scorsese movie, I don't know how to spell. Um, what is this thing called? Killers of the Flower Moon. I think its runtime is like three and a half hours long, and I'm like, go fuck yourself. Um, mm-hmm. I saw a trailer in theaters, I think, for this. Did it look... It hid, fact... it hid things for me, because I didn't know Leonardo DiCaprio was in it. <laughs> yeah, so it's a movie about, like, um, 
Oh, fuck, I don't even remember. All I know is just basically one of those movies. It feels like a white savior movie, like from the beginning. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's too it's it's like set in where not white people should be the focus, mm-hmm. but and the main character is Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they so recently they announced the runtime for the Marvels, the new uh, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel movie. Um, it's only an hour and forty five minutes. Do you know how happy that makes me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I again, there's just too many movies out there that that try to aim for the three or even sometimes three plus hour runtime, and it's it's simply for the sake of the director going well. Oh, I have so much story to tell. I need all this runtime to tell it. Versus, we're actually going to use this time wisely and move the plot forward. Um, yeah, we're we're old and we're sleepy. No more three-hour-long movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unless it's going to keep me so engaged that I don't realize it. Go for it. True. Make these yeah. short-ass movies. Um, excuse me. Yeah. Uh. I was talking about Toadie Killer. I don't... Yeah, in and out Enjoyable movie. Check it out. I don't want to spoil anything, because if I talk about it more, I'm going to spoil things. Um, <laughs> all right, I guess on to... Nate, have you played anything? I just... I forgot about that. Can you play anything no, right now? No. Uh, I, I have been... My life has been Starfield. Um, okay. I have... A, I have somewhere around 300,000 credits in Starfield, and my next goal is just to build a bigger and better ship than what I have, which is already a pretty fucking awesome ship. So, Are you going to are you gonna build a uh, two-scale Star Destroyer like some people have been doing? No, here's the thing. So there's actually a build limit in Starfield. Your ship can't be any more than 80 meters long or 80 meters wide, or it literally cannot land on planets anymore. <laughs> um so the ship builder will just not let you build anything that big, but mm-hmm. you have class A, B, and C ships, and I've invested in all the skills. I made a mistake. I invested in all the skills that I need to be able to pilot up to a class C ship, right? Here's the problem. One of the ships I got from doing one of the side quest lines is already better just statistically than what you built based on what I can build right now. Oh, because God. I did not find out until much later on that a lot of the ship parts you don't unlock until you level up. So you have to hit certain level thresholds for those ship parts to become available, which sucks ass. I was like, why build an entire system around leveling up these skills and letting people pilot where are supposed to be bigger and better ships, but then stick all the parts to build those ships behind a level cap? Yeah. <laughs> um. And those are some of the. That's why I had called the game of Bethesda, asked Bethesda game is there's too many things that just don't make sense. The leveling system is honestly just just garbage to me at this point. It, it, I am tired of doing this thing where like I will cap off the milestones for like five skills and then wait around several hours until I get enough experience to hit another level to literally get a single skill point to spend. <laughs> Okay, I have not gotten back to it. I need to. Um, yeah, I, it's, again, I, I haven't really focused on too many games. Um, like you see, I did play a couple of demos. 
which I can get into yeah, real quick. One of them I'm very interested in. Um, so I'm wondering if it's the one that I played the least of. Uh, it definitely is the one I played the least of. Don't worry, you didn't even need to point it out. Um, I do want to know, because uh, Nate, I know you played it. Um, I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about Leslie's current obsession with Baldur's Gate Three. Oh yeah. No more. I was, yeah, I was just going to wait and say, my life's been Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> I'm like, I'm almost like 250 hours in, and I just Jesus. got to Baldur's Gate. So no, that's no. exciting. You're wait, further than I am, then. I thought Baldur's Gate was the entire place. Ha-ha! No. The entire place <laughs> is, is quote-unquote, the Sword Coast. Oh. You're nowhere near Baldur's Gate at the start of the game. Yep. But yeah, it's I went into it not knowing what it was. Um, literally, the mm. only thing I knew about <laughs> it was that it had been in like development for forever, or like beta for forever, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, early access—that's what it's called—and that they built this super diverse, super detailed character creator mm-hmm. but all of their early access population was just making white guys to the point where they put out a statement that was like guys please mm-hmm. we made this really <laughs> fantastical character creator we p- please make another race just how anyone, did i please. i never came across any of that those articles that's fucking hilarious let me make sure it was Baldur's gate because i'm oh no i can i can believe it i'm pretty I mean, sure it was and it was like Years ago, because the game's been in development for years. Um, I guarantee the most. Oh yeah, October sixteenth. Like player stats, yeah. the most created, <laughs> the most created race in that game is probably a human. Sorely disappointed. Have, yeah, have they the were. Yeah, they were like, we're really disappointed in you guys. You didn't even try <laughs> to make anything but white guy fighters. Why would you want to do that when you can make like your super attractive, fuckable demon person? A demon I mean, You can literally be a right? demon person. You can or... make a tiefling. You can make a fucking... I have, I'm have. i playing as a fucking Githyanki, which everyone hates. Like... Which is so stupid, because I so I started as a Githyanki. That's my first character. Um, super cool. Second character is a tiefling. Mm-hmm. That we're both in Baldur's Gate. Everybody's in Baldur's Gate now. I'm not there yet. I need to get there. I need to. I need to no. get to the gate. My second character is a drow, and everyone just hates me for being a drow. So can I be a bird everyone person? Hates me and also fears me. Like people piss their pants when they see my character. <laughs> can I be a bird person? You cannot be no. a bird person, unfortunately. Can I be a cat? Which, you can't be, you can a, be a cat a dragon either. Person. Yeah. I want to be there's bird no or tabaxi. Dragon. There's no air cockro. You can't. Not yet, anyway. I'm sure yes. they're gonna add stuff. I want to be a crow. I want to be an air cockro so bad. Oh man! And the I great can't... thing about being an air cockro is that your character can't speak. So <laughs> he can speak in riddle. Uh, uh, he can. Um, what's the thing called? You can mimic. You can Thank mimic you. speech. Yeah, mimic. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's why my 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 bird person's name was. Elroy McGorgamore. Oh my gosh. That wasn't his name. That was the name of the last person he killed. Uh, um, what has been your experience with the game, Leslie? Um, it's. I didn't know games could exist like this, personally. Because, <laughs> and I'm a 
D&D nerd, but I haven't been able to play D&D for a while. So this is basically a visual representation of D&D, which is fantastic for somebody with a hyperactive imagination who mm-hmm. loves visuals and can never remember my spells uh, or any items <laughs> that I have because I actually can look at them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be playing for the next 20 years. So <laughs> I Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I've been really excited for that game to come out. It's come and gone, and I have not even sort of. Yeah. I played it like twice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been really enjoying it. And I wow. don't know how other RPGs of this type Mm-hmm. are going to I wonder if they're going to change or if Baldur's Gate's just going to be kind of like that one lightning in a bottle type of thing. Yeah. Well, that and that's one of those things that Nate and I have talked about it before where you'll see a game do so well and then immediately people are like we got to jump on that, make a game like that but that game then doesn't, the, all of those copies don't come out for like years later. And then by that point, everybody switched over to something else. Um, yeah. yeah. You could definitely tell why it made took six years to make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of love in the game. And it's that's the thing I feel like has been missing in a lot of games is that it feels like they're being made by people who don't love games or don't play games or don't think about yeah. nerd shit and, like, details. Like, the level of detail is nuts. Like, that. Mm-hmm. The freedom to do what you want to do is endless. Yeah. yeah. The, re- the replayability is, like, infinite, truly. So. Well, yeah. We're, we're talking about... We, we talked about this a bit before, but the fact that Larian Studios took all the time they had keeping this game in early access until they were ready for full launch. Um, But it really did take them a lot of work to get to that point. I mean having all of these characters be fully voiced, not by a particular cast of voice actors, right? Sure, for the main cast, the main set of companions, that's true, but voicing literally every NPC you can talk to, mo-capping those interactions, so that way you don't end up with what people have called Bethesda or Bioware face in your in your scenes. Um, <laughs> Wait, what's Bioware face? <laughs> so, Bioware face is... If you ever played like Mass Effect before, <laughs> right? Every time you talk, yes, that's what Chris is doing. Every time you talk to an NPC or anything, no matter what's going on, they just stare directly at you, blank face the entire time. Okay, um, I know what that is. <laughs> I've yeah. seen that. Um, that's funny. But they they went through all that trouble, and then they went through the trouble of just working on the gameplay itself, taking D and D, finding out how to really digitize Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons. And then also just paying attention to literally everything they put in the world. I mean, playing a throwbarian is probably the most fun fucking thing I've done in Baldur's Gate. It's literally just grab shit and throw it at everything else, right? Oh, there's a goblin over there? Well, guess what? He's half my size. He's going off the fucking cliff. Every single time. Like, Oh, so you did say (laughs) throwbarian. Yes, throwbarian. Okay, okay. You you spec a barbarian into frenzy, and then you just throw everything with frenzy throw. (laughs) Throwing things off a cliff is underrated. Yes. I mean, the fact that I have now learned that one of the best moves in the game has been dubbed Owlbear from the top rope. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, like, jump up and turn into a 
an well, owlbear? So there is there was this thing eventually discovered about stacking crates in Baldur's Gate 3, where essentially there is no stack limit. You can stack crates as high as you fucking want in this game. Um, Matt Mercer actually did this when he was in Act 3 of the game in Baldur's Gate. He had to get to some kind of balcony that was way up on a tower. Mm. Instead of going through the entire tower, which would have cry, which would have required skill checks and dialogue and combat and all that stuff like that, he literally just found every crate he could in the city, stacked them all up to make a staircase, and had Karlak, because she had the highest strength in his party, jump from the top of those crates onto the balcony he had to get to. <laughs> um, but... The thing about falling damage in Baldur's Gate 3 is it scales with distance. The further you fall, the more damage you would take and anything you collide with takes. Okay. So, owlbears, when you have a druid, for example, who can wild shape an owlbear, you usually get a bonus to strength for that, right? So, already you're stronger. You use something like a Potion of the Colossus to get now, you are now large-size owlbear, so you're even stronger. Um... And you, there's a move that owlbears have where they can take a pounce at an enemy. A lot of animals actually have this in the game. They can pounce at an enemy, and it negates all falling damage that you would take using that move. So it is straight up, get an owlbear up as high as possible, use all this stuff on it through multiple turns, and then have it use that move on something. People have one-shotted one of the tough, toughest bosses that appear in near the end of Act 1, by using this move. It was ridiculous. It's something like... I've seen people go anywhere between 600 damage to 1,500 damage using this My move. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There are dragons in this game that do not have 1,500 health. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Um... Yeah, this is definitely on my get to or get around to play eventually list. I want to try and play it before the end of the year so I can, like... Because I feel like this is one of those games that both of you would be like, game of the year. Could be game of the year for you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I would... All right, Leslie, I... how many games have you played this year? <laughs> Shut up. At least two. <laughs> At least two. Uh, yeah. Is it this in, in Chainsaw? Yep. All right. <laughs> I've played enough games. There's no... no I... There's absolutely no way. Yeah. I would be really shocked if it okay. didn't win. We can also get play together multiplayer. Yes. Yeah, we can play together. The way that works, though, I was gonna say, doesn't that work? That like you, you have to play with the same campaign characters. Like if I wanted to take my character and play it on his own, I would have to re-roll a new character. They just recently patched it so that way you could remove oh um, character party members. So that was a big thing like Excuse one of my me. campaigns i just stopped playing because my friend's character was stuck in it forever and he's this massively overpowered paladin for my campaign <laughs> so is it, every is it dave was, let the paladin do it no <laughs> did he find a glitch but, uh, lobby and just re-roll his character until he had max stats um no the the stat allotment in the game isn't even they use what they call standard array in fifth edition so you get a certain number of points to a lot rather than doing die rolls for your mm -hmm. stats okay um, yeah, it's, this is definitely one of those games that I'm like, I want to get around to playing. It looks so fun. I was worried about, like, apprehensive. You have to set aside was... the time, though. That's yeah. The thing, okay. so much to do, and you're going to get sucked into it. It is a time investment. Like, there's no, <laughs> there are no short, even side quests in this game. Like, 
Like there isn't like, oh, I'm going to do a side quest. It'll take us like 30 minutes. It's like, I'm going to do a side quest and let's bleed it into 30 more fucking things that we have oh, to do no. together. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, all right. I'll have to weigh my options here. Um, I'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, I have not thrown myself into games anywhere near as much as either of you have. Um, what I did play was just a handful of little little demos on Steam. Um, I'm going to go from bottom up, actually, because the last one is the most important. Um, so, currently, a lot of new Steam games. Uh, I believe it's supposed to be the Steam Next Fest. Um, but anywhere I look on the actual fucking Steam app, I cannot see anything that says anything about Next Fest. Um, <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Uh, but no, I... Uh, Oh no, don't go into big... Why are you big screen mode, motherfucker? I want to put you off to the side. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I was trying to... I want to be able to pull things up so I can talk about the uh, developers and stuff like that. Um, so the first game that I'm going to talk about is The Mangust. I guess is how you pronounce it. Mangust? It's Mangust. Because you are playing as a <laughs> mongoose. Um, basically... It's a side-scrolling shooter. Yes, I said a shooter. You are a mongoose that carries around guns and blades. Uh, and when you get enemies' health low enough, you can dash into them and basically rip out their living bits, I guess. I don't know. Um, but it's, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's not super realistically drawn in any way whatsoever. Um <laughs> This is by, uh, the developer's name is literally Choose Mongoose. Um, <laughs> this is the only game they have listed. I don't know if they've done anything else. At least it's not on uh, on Steam. Um, it, it's fun. Uh, it's, yeah, it's weird. Um, this is definitely not something I would probably pick up. Uh, it was an enjoyable demo. I would recommend you just play around with it if you wanted to. Um... It's so fucking weird. I'm just looking at the gameplay video playing on Steam right now. And it's just... It's an interesting game. That's all I can really say about it. Um, games, <laughs> Fucking weird games are, are cool sometimes. Uh, speaking of weird games... Um, what threw me off about this next game is... I thought it was made by the same people that made Pizza Tower. It is not. It is heavily influenced by the same game that Pizza Tower was influenced by, which was the uh, the Wario World games, um, where you just collected all the money. Huh? Oh yeah, where you like could run it, dash, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so this one was called Anton Blast, uh, and you basically it's think a new version of Wario Wario uh, World. Um, mm -hmm. or Wario Land, uh, but you were playing as this very angry red dude in a, in green, in a green shirt and overalls, um, <laughs> not, not to be confused with the Luigi, you know, semi-similar, um, but it is, you know, saying its name, uh, a blast, um, it's ridiculous, I love the animation style, <laughs> uh, I might actually pick this one up. Um, it is one of those things where you get to the end of the level, you activate a thing, and you have a time limit to get back to the exit. Um, am I good at it? God, no. But is it fun to play? Yes, absolutely. It's super fast, <laughs> super, like, just 
colors and explosions happening everywhere on the screen. Um, it, it's funny because when you go back and play like the early, uh, the earlier Wario games, they feel slow in comparison to this. Um, hmm. So if you remember those games going a lot more fa- a lot faster and having a, a a quicker pace to them or whatever, um, this is what you yeah. remember those games playing like. Uh, but yeah, I recommend it. It's fun. Little you know, again, demos on Steam. Uh, it is coming soon. They don't have an actual release date. Uh, it's made by the developer is Summit Sphere. Um, the only other things they've done are Anton Ball Deluxe. And that's it. Anton Ball Deluxe. Uh, Anton Ball Deluxe is... I, it, it, I don't know what this is. It kind of looks like... Oh, it's a... Yeah, it's like a... What's the Brick brick Breaker? It looks like a weird platforming Brick brick Breaker game. Um, I don't know how <laughs> the fuck that plays. I kind of want to check that out now. Um, yeah. So I actually, weirdly, I put these in order of, like, least favorite to favorite, um, mm-hmm. which isn't saying much. I enjoyed playing all of them, but, like, how much I want to play them when they release-wise. Uh, next up is Sea Chronicles. Um, sea Chronicles. It's a first-person comedy-adventure game. Um, it's basically... Not choose-your-own-adventure... Um, it feels like choose your own way to die almost. Uh, <laughs> there, it's like a series of events can happen that you choose. You can decide to pick up a bucket, throw it off the side, or tie it tie it up with a rope, throw it off the side, pull back, and now you have a key. Um, you can ring a bell. You can do different series of events that all trigger different kind of storylines. Almost it. You know what it makes me think of. Um, fuck, uh, Stanley Parable, Stanley Parable, obviously there's the beginning, you got the straightforward beginning to end version, um, where you just have the normal story, he escapes the world and all that kind of stuff, or all of the hundreds of different other options where you can just fuck with it, you can go in a weird time loop, you can literally climb to the top of of stairs and just kill yourself, um, think of that, kind of like that. Uh, there's a little bit of a horror aspect to it, uh, in that there is, like, a weird giant crab monster that kind of acts on Weeping Angel rules, so if you're looking at it, it can't move, but then the moment you look away, it's coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> <Leslie>. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't know about that. Uh, <laughs> so when it first showed up, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um... It's a really short demo, nowhere near enough. I want so much more and to check out so much more of this. Um, this was an immediate add to my wish list. I cannot fucking wait to play more of this. Uh, I hate it just has a coming soon, and I have no idea when it's coming. Um, hopefully soon. Um, these guys, this is from Boomy Games, Boomy Games. Uh, they actually made... Now that I see this, I didn't realize this before. They made Toilet Chronicles, which is a first-person horror comedy game. Do you know what that is, or are you just laughing at the name? I'm laughing at the name. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's it's a similar thing where you'll find clues and you'll find other options of going through and finding different little story adventure kind of stuff. Um, most of them result in your death. Uh <laughs> 
But no, it... it is the bad guy a toilet? No, the bad guy is many things. Um, I know at one point, like, you can be killed by a squid. Uh, <laughs> so, like a giant squid, I don't know. Um, that one looks fun. That one's only seven ninety nine. so that, that kind of puts it into perspective that this other game might not be that expensive. Um, but it looks fun. I'm very excited. Uh, I would check this out. It, like I said, demo up on Steam. Um... Now, the last one here is a game that I think at least two of us are super excited for. Um, but I need to play again because I played the worst possible way. <laughs> so, Leslie, do you know anything about Another Crab's Treasure? So, another, <laughs> another Crab's Treasure is a Souls-like Um it sound like it's pouring down rain outside uh yeah another crab's treasure is a souls like but you are playing as a hermit crab okay so it's an it's an underwater <laughs> adventure um that you know is really difficult battles and all that kind of stuff uh you can swap out your shells they all have different dur different durabilities different abilities um and they range from, like, a shot glass, a soda can, an actual shell. Uh, in the trailer, you can see they have, like, a fucking cactus, um, a banana peel. Uh, one of the <laughs> accessibility... And this is one thing that, that it's been getting a lot of praise for. Shit ton of accessibility yeah. options. I haven't actually looked through the whole list. Um, but, like, one of the, one of the big cr criticisms of most Souls games is that they are hard for hard sake and don't help people that can't play them. Um, I really enjoy the accessibility options. I love that they do that. Uh, not only do they have accessibility options, they also made it, took it a step further and have a literal easy mode, which is gun mode, gun which mode. replaces <laughs> your shell with a pistol. With a gun. With a gun. And with it, a big gun that one-shots everything um it looks ridiculous and i love it um now play wise i made the mistake <laughs> of playing this with mouse and keyboard um only because i didn't have my controller i my cord was currently somewhere else i didn't have i'm like oh i don't really have much time to do this let me play this right now um so i played a mouse and keyboard it is so hard to play mouse and keyboard I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's just... I, I don't... It's probably just me. I'm not great at mouse and keyboard unless it's like a first-person shooter anymore. Um, and by that, I mean puzzle game first-person shooter. Uh, <laughs> I'm not good at... I'm bad at shooting games. Whatever. I'm okay with admitting to it. Um, but no, it, it's... I like the combat. I love the, the, the uh, control of your character, even with my handicapped version of play. Um, I was really enjoying it. It definitely f feels... As somebody that played a few hours of... Um, fuck, what's that last big one from from uh, the Souls people? The open world Elden one? Ring? Yeah, Elden Ring. As somebody that played yeah, just Elden a few Ring. hours yeah, of that and really enjoyed it for the, fir like, the first time ever enjoying it, that was nothing compared to this. Just the little bit of time I played with this demo, I'm like, oh no no, this this is the Souls game I want to play. 
Um, <laughs> not only from the, the the way that the fighting works and the combat and like all of the abilities and stuff you get with the shells, which are fucking adorable and I love them. Um, like the mm. shot glass, you can literally it's you. I think you get three of them. Um, it shoots out little spikes, glass spikes. Uh, mm-hmm. The if you have a soda can, it has like a compressed air effect where it just pushes the person in front of the enemies in front of you away. Um, I haven't. That's really those are the only two I really fucked around with so far. Uh, <laughs> I love one of the things that gets you around is you have like a fish hook and some line, and you use that to get to higher places and further away mm-hmm. uh, cliff sides and stuff like that. Which kind of plays into uh, what was that Sekiro? Was Sekiro the one that had the little like grappling yeah. arm? Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, just the clip of him just getting the crap beat out of him by a, a giant crab <laughs> with a crab mallet. Um, yeah, it's great. And, I mean, visually, it is beautiful. I love the underwater art style. Um, it just it's a lot more welcoming than any other Soulsborne game. Um, <laughs> And it is by AgroCrab, which I don't even need to look at this one. I've already been a big fan of these people. Uh, they, huh? I love their name. Oh yeah, AgroCrab. Yeah, um, they made uh, Going Under, which is a uh, roguelike game, um, mm-hmm. and it's basically you get a job as an intern at a, a tech company, and you get sent on missions to go into the. I can't remember what it's called. I want to say it's the Under Dungeon, but I have no idea. I cannot remember for the life of me. Under Dungeon. But you're basically just going in into randomly generated rooms. Um, you de- Every time you defeat a room, you get to cho- choose your next room. It, it plays very much like uh, Hades, um, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I can go fight people, or, oh, hey, there's a shop over here. Oh, there's a random thing that I don't know what could possibly be in here. Um, and it's fantastic and i wish they made more money off of it then i remember them saying something about it did well but they did not make enough money um which is why they kind of rolled right into making another crab's treasure and i've been focusing all of it on that uh so i'm immediately buying that the moment i can um because i can't even buy it yet like i want to just give them money already (laughs) (laughs) like that's how much i'm excited like i love their first game so much i already bought merch from them um that's actually one of the things they did to help support the the company itself is they opened a merch line. Uh, not only did mm-hmm. they make like Agro Crab um, merch specifically, but they actually hold on, let me find the name of the company. Uh, I cannot remember what it's called. I'll have to look it up and bring it up later. Because um, like on their actual store, you can only get like two things, which are little little plushies of characters from uh, Going Under. One of them, which is a goblin, but in the game they were called Joblins. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I also highly recommend that. If you haven't played Going Under, definitely check that one out. That was so much fun. Um, But no, I am very excited for this one. Uh, Oh, why can't I? Come on, tell me where your goddamn store is. I cannot remember the name. They have a company name, and my brain is just blanking. Whatever. Jeez. Just go play it. Go play it. It's on. It's it's coming to everything. I think. I don't remember exactly. Uh, it's coming to most most consoles. It's not coming to. Sorry, it's not coming to Switch. Um, <laughs> it'd be great, but I mean, what the fuck is is coming to Nintendo Switch nowadays? Yeah. 
it's where you know we're in the we're in its last year. It's going to get focused for one more year because we're getting the Switch Two next year. Okay, <laughs> that's all that's happening. We're getting Switch Two next year. They're going to knock it out of the park with a with the HD re release of of uh, Luigi's Mansion Two, and we're getting that Princess Peach game. Yeah, yeah, I know you're excited for that. Um, Finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Freaking respect around here. <laughs> hey, you know, at least she hasn't been like a helpless captive in the games recently. D- d- recently. And her last game was just, I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> my my emotions are my power. Um Jesus. I never played that, and I wish I had a copy. I didn't either. Just so I could sell it, because those things are fucking expensive as shit. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, check out some games. There's a whole lot more on there. Um, I know, hell, even... I don't know if that's coming to the Game Pass. I kind of hope it doesn't, so they can just get more money otherwise. Um... Because I know I've got a backlog of fucking games to play on Game Pass, too. Cocoon's out, man. Cocoon. Cocoon is made by the, some of the team that left inside the the developers of Inside and um, Limbo. Oh, yeah. I remember. Oh, Cocoon. Yeah, those games are great. <sighs> All right, Nate. Do you want to get into weird, depressing news bullshit? <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, it's not so depressing. You know what? You're right. I, and I didn't put in the depressing stuff. Um, yeah. I I didn't put it. I didn't list it. There are so many. And I wish everybody the best of luck and the safest of everything. Yeah. This has been the month of layoffs um, between entire, yeah. entire studios yeah. being shut down, massive parts of studios being uh, let go. Um, two of the big ones with Epic and uh, Embracer Group, which fuck Embracer Group wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Fuck Epic wholeheartedly. Uh, <laughs> any of uh, it's two different things. Like Embracer Group's layoffs is because they don't have the money and they are trying to f- save themselves as a company, but they're only in this hole because they kept buying people. They kept spending yeah. this money that they thought they'd magically be able to make up. Uh, Epic side of things is they thought they were going to make more money, and because they can't buy, they can only buy. What do I always say? They had to buy one less yacht. Yeah. Um, they decided that they're going <laughs> to fire almost a thousand fucking people from their company. Uh, but that is some bullshit, and that unfortunately is a side of gaming and gaming development that we currently have mm-hmm. to deal with. Uh, even if you're unionized, you still have to deal with it. Um, unfortunately, hopefully they fight and they get there. Because uh, who was that? Was that a Ubisoft? There was a QA team that had unionized and they got fired, and they're trying to fight for uh, more money in severance. So I'm wishing yeah. them all the fucking luck with that. Um, otherwise, on the other side of you know people getting what they deserve, Nate, who who got arrested? <laughs> so five. I guess we'll say former executives from Ubisoft um, were arrested and have been taken into custody for questioning, essentially interrogation. There were some allegations that started all the way back in 2020. Um, 
Ubisoft, um, for those who don't know, um, a lot of their top execs had allegations of harassment, whether it be verbal, verbal, emotional, physical, or sexual, levied against them by many employees at the company. Um, and Ubisoft's initial response to this was very much to deny, 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 and sweep everything under the rug. Um, this happened, you know, back when Ubisoft was kind of sweeping the gaming space with new Assassin's Creed releases on a yearly basis and new Ghost Recon releases and all this other crazy stuff that everybody wanted to play. Um, and the story was kind of silent up until really just earlier this week. Um, I found out initially from a YouTuber I follow who covers a lot of just tech media news. Um, and so I got the story from there and then went to Kotaku to read, you know, all the details. Um, there's really no need to get into the weeds on this. Honestly, the bottom line is like over the course of the three years, this investigation has taken place around 50 or so current or former employees of Ubisoft have been, have been interviewed pretty much confirming the allegations against these executives. Um, we don't know where it's going to go from here. All we know is that they are currently in custody for questioning the way that question goes will have will essentially be the deciding factor of whether or not a trial will be held. Um, <clears throat> but yes, it is good to at least see a step in the right direction that, you know, executives at gaming companies who do a lot of dirty shit um, at least are being being treated a little bit more more fairly. <laughs> um, and I can only hope that this this sets a precedent for that trend to continue. Um, there's been too many stories of abuse and other scandals going on within gaming companies all over the world, um, both here and abroad. And a lot of these executives essentially walk away scot-free. Um, and that's because they will do things like lay off a bunch of employees, they will mm -hmm. fire employees in retaliation. And these people really have no recourse, no, no action plan that they can take against um, the executives at these companies. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a good thing that it happened. You know, now I just hope it picks up steam in the future. Clue about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what we've talked in the past about how we are, while we are excited for the, uh, I say excited, for Xbox to do the whole merger with Activision um, because of them talking about the fact that they, they kind of the plan is to hopefully clean house mm -hmm. I do with the biggest of air quotes um, unfortunately in the way that it's going to happen uh, it's still going to result in pieces of shit uh, getting their wonderful golden parachutes um, I don't even want to say his name mostly because I hate his name and two, a, a, you know, <laughs> just him as a person disgusts me. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, but no, hopefully I would love for this to, like you said, start like a domino effect. That'd be cool. Just all of the horrible people to be ousted and lose their jobs and get arrested and all that shit. Not just, not just the, hey, you can't work here anymore. Go to somewhere else and do it there. J to straight up be arrested and have to deal with the, uh, yeah. the results of their actions. Um, yep. 
this is a weird one to move on from. Uh, <laughs> so, Leslie, I know you didn't play it yet, but hey, I know you you are the only one that really played it the most. I played a little bit. Nate, I can't remember if you played more or less than me, um, but Redfall got an update. Uh, not, not only did Redfall get an update, it got the, they finally got their 60 frames per second. Um. I hate that it's yeah. yeah. I laughed when you sent me that article. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, it's it's a disappointing it was a disappointment um for everyone I, all around. It feels so too little too late. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, there there's already been uh reports of the fact that um it has reached the single digits on Steam for game player play concurrent players. Um, single digits. Yeah, single digits. Yeah, single digits. There were literally like three people playing Redfall at one day. Um, but no, uh, just the other day, uh, they came out with a patch, and I it, like we we joke about. I oh, know I don't want to joke about it. We we talk about games releasing. And they feel dead almost immediately. Um, but then you have some success stories that come from that. Um, most recently, this new Cyberpunk update, from everything I've heard, has made it a completely new game. Um, people are literally starting from the beginning all over again with the new updates uh, and thoroughly enjoying it. Um, so much in the past we've talked about. No Man's Sky, which obviously not the greatest launch of all time, but hey, people fucking love that now. Uh, and to like mm-hmm. a lesser extent, Destiny kind of sucked up until like four four updates in, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you ask certain people, Destiny still sucks. So, <laughs> well, those people um, can never be pleased, and you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, we got a whole bunch of updates with Redfall now. Like I said, it now has the performance mode with the sixty FPS. Um, a lot of interface issues. One of my favorite things, I'm not going to go through all this. Um, one of my favorite uh, updates, though, uh, is... Hold on, where is this? Um, oh, fuck, I can't find it. It was basically... Hey, we made it so... The enemies won't just not attack you anymore and just kind of be in a weird no. idle state. Oh, here you yeah. go. Fix several scenarios where enemies could become stuck in an idle state and stop engaging with the player. I'm like, oh, I've had that. I had that happen so many times. Um, did, yeah. it, it's so bad. Uh, but like I said, I, all of that stuff, they've added some new stuff. You can now do sneak takedowns. So you can stealth takedowns, which sounds fun. Um, I see that they, they've added, uh, for early on because you kind of just start and you don't have much um in the way of like weaponry and in ammo and all that kind of stuff uh around the fire station they have added a lot more like early game pickup kind of stuff to make things easier um and i think that's kind of cool uh i also love that one of the updates was enemies now repositioned to avoid friendly fire didn't even realize there was friendly fire in the game uh <laughs> need to die actually uh i definitely recommend going through um because i think i sent you the actual patch note article right yeah yeah Yeah. um 
it obviously goes into a lot more de- details than the Kotaku article. Um, but I, I'm excited to try it again. I want to get back in. I hopefully will see some fixes. As somebody that has played a lot more, you might be able to notice it a little bit better than me. Um, so I'm ex- I, I think I, I would be okay with getting back in and checking it out. I'd yeah. be interested in, in seeing what the differences are. Um, I mean, I think everybody's interested. We, we talked about the history of this project on a couple podcasts ago yeah. and the fact that, you know, when this Redfall was in development during the time that the, the acquisition of Bethesda was going on by Microsoft. And ZeniMax Studios was very much pushing Arcane yeah. to turn Redfall into a live service game, at which point a lot of Redfall developments that late, or Redfall developers that late in the process had straight up went to Microsoft and ZeniMax people and said, can you please just cancel this project? Yeah. Um, because they knew that nothing good was going to come out of it. It was rushed along in order to keep up with the trend of live service games, um, which is something that Arcane really did not want to make at all. And <laughs> not only that, like I th- it's so funny that that happened, and then all we've been hearing this year from, from PlayStation and from Sony being like, every game we have planned is a multiplayer game. I'm like, are you serious? Seriously? Are you mm-hmm. focusing on... And like so many of them are, it's the same game with a different skin almost. Um, yeah. Like the, it, we went from, and this is that whole thing we were talking about. There's a successful game that everybody tries to emulate. How many? Mm-hmm. How many um, battle royale games did we have just a few years ago? And over the last couple of years, I think we've finally gotten out of that. But now the problem is now we're doing dealing with a whole lot of extraction shooters. Um, yeah. I feel like the only game that we can say you can safely continuously put out more and more of are farming simulators. Uh, people <laughs> fucking love that shit. Those little cozy games. Put out a cozy game anytime and you'll be fine. Put out the same fucking shooter t- style game. It eventually loses steam. Um, mm-hmm. And <sighs> well, people just get tired of the live service grind in general. Like, yeah. I've talked about this before. The thing that I hate the most right now in a place that I was trapped in was that video games that are live service start to feel like a second job. It is this compulsion to keep playing, which is what the live service genre is based on this idea that if you don't play this event this week, you're going to miss out on this exclusive item. If you don't go into the store on this day, you're not going to be able to buy that new skin. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't finish up the battle pass a certain amount of time, it's a whole lot of extra content that you missed out on all of a sudden all live service games are based around the same model. And the reason that Sony is pushing towards more multiplayer games is yes, people have praised Sony for having those really good single player exclusives that everyone knows and loves horizon God of war and last of us and so on. Right. Um, but the executives of these companies are chasing the perpetual money machine, <laughs> um, which and- we're seeing does not <laughs> happen that way. Uh, well, and no, I th- it, that's, it never does. I was, that's the biggest thing. Like in, we just talked about or mentioned Epic. The reason why Epic is letting these people go is because mm-hmm. Fortnite isn't making enough money anymore. Yeah, 
the success story of those games, while all the other ones have failed over the years, the success story is not making as much as it should any, or as much as they mm-hmm. believe it should anymore. And fuck well, them. Again, it's literally just about money. This started a, a long time ago in the gaming space. Um, back when Square Enix had acquired Eidos and they were doing the Tomb Raider reboots, I think the first Tomb Raider sold like 5 million copies launch day. Mm-hmm. And by most people's estimation, that would be a fantastic launch. You sold 5 million copies of a reboot of a game on launch day. Square Enix came out pretty publicly and said they were disappointed in the sales figures. Yeah. Um, that has been a consistent thing so, for Square in general. Every game that yeah. they have released, the last uh, Final Fantasy, is a, mm-hmm. was a disappointment to them. Um, yeah. But that's just... Again, it's this disconnect between the people running these large publishing companies and even development studios, the average developer, and then the end consumer or player who really wants to consume and enjoy this media. Um, The way that gaming executives see us is they are really trying to... They're trying to pigeonhole us. They're trying to shove us into a corner and make us accept the crap they're pushing down from the top um, to try and make it the norm in video games. I mean, we, we had the whole discussion in the past about like games should not be getting cheers because they don't have microtransactions in them when they're unveiled. Mm-hmm. Right. You should not be, you know, getting applauded because your game doesn't have a battle pass or doesn't require an all, always online connection or anything like that. That was always the standard in gaming for decades and it's only recently become a new standard because they are trying to force it onto people. Um, and so the unfortunate thing that we have to deal with is in the reason that we, on this podcast, like you, all of us, we play indie games like a lot. <laughs> um, and we play them because we don't have to deal with that extra bullshit that's been shoved into the AAA gaming space anymore. Um and that is why there has been this explosion of indie games everywhere because people just don't want to deal with that crap but they keep pushing the hype trains and they keep pushing the FOMO so as long as it keeps making some people some money they're going to keep doing that but they're reaching the breaking point they're reaching the point where everyone's burnt out on this kind of thing and that's why Epic isn't making money on Fortnite that's why Sony is disappointed in Final Fantasy Um, that's why in the last I mean, we've had the new Modern Warfare 1, Modern Warfare 2, and now Modern Warfare 3 is already getting ready to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, because Activision just knows, like, we aren't making all the money on Call of Duty anymore that we used to make. Um, it, it's insane to think that this is where we are now, that, that people are going home every day and, like, turning on their console, their PC, and going, like, okay, now I have to play this game for another four or five hours or I'm going to miss out on something. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, like, you you both were talking about how much time you put into two, well, I mean, I guess technically the one is in single-player games, but for the most part, single-player mm-hmm. story games where you're putting those hours in, not putting money in, not being like, oh, I wonder what the, the skin I can get for my uh, Tifa today is. Um, and I think that is where we want to be. I mean, look at how much time I put into Zelda, and I still never beat Zelda. Uh, like I put hundreds 
200, 300, I don't know how many hours in that fucking game. Nowhere near done. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and they even announced themselves, there's not DLC for this game. They came out and said yeah. they are not working on any further content for that title. Um, which says a lot about what, what I guess Nintendo can do in general, but like other game companies can do. Uh, Larian, Larian Studios is an independent studio. They are not owned by any of the big companies. They are not part of any big company. And they have made what so many people did not expect one of the best games of the year, probably of the decade. I mean, it's only 2023. So yeah, definitely of the decade. Um, (laughs) and I mean, it's a game that doesn't play like the normal mainstream games. Uh, yeah. Like you have to literally have to roll a dice in a game. <laughs> How many, like besides games that are literally made like dicey dungeons and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's it's well a, even a with fucking, those D and D game that plays like a D and D game. Well, even without those mechanics, if they just took the main lessons that can be learned from a studio like Larian and said, the reason that people are pouring so many hundreds of hours into Baldur's Gate three is simply because it's a really fucking enjoyable game. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's what developers and publishers have to get back to, is stop worrying about, can we give this game staying power? Can we make it last forever and ever and ever and keep players coming back to it? Make a really good fucking game that people enjoy playing for those hours, and by word of mouth alone, the marketing will be carried forward for you. Larian didn't put out some big announcement at Game Awards or anything like that, saying, like, hey, we're we're doing a full launch of Baldur's Gate 3. Like, here's all the cool stuff you can get for pre-ordering it, and, you know, here's a battle pass, and here's all here's a roadmap for the game and all that other shit like that. They just made a good fucking game. Mm. And by word of mouth alone, like, I did not know Baldur's Gate 3 existed until it was officially launched on Steam. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So, I didn't even know that. like... But I saw people playing it, and I saw them having fun with it, and I saw how they were playing it, and all the unique things you could do, realizing it was based on 5th edition D&D and going, yeah, I want to fucking play that game. <laughs> it was really that simple. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say, speaking on that, just because, again, it's what you're playing also, Todd Howard himself has come out and said that the plan for, uh, for Starfield was for it to be played for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. and I like that. I love that they have been able to focus on a single player story game. Um, that is meant to take lots of time, whether to beat it. I know it's a little, it's a little bit shorter to beat, but like yeah. to actually explore and do everything you want. Um, it's made to be played like that. I actually just heard, I was listening to a podcast that somebody they had gone through and they had scanned Every planet in the game. Yep. That's oh, wow. that breaks so my brain. Get... That's like fifteen hundred <laughs> fucking planets or some shit like that. It's it's a lot of planets, <sighs> and I'm going to tell you that there is a benefit in scanning them because you do get survey data, which you can then sell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, the if problem I find is, a gas, Janet, I scan it because you can scan it in one and be gone. <laughs> the the problem is, uh, he has all of them on his ship inventory. And now every time he tries to take them out, it crashes the game. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. No, he just, yeah. he's got to take out, got to take out like 
five of them at a time. Oh, five, five at a time. Jesus. No, there's there's one NPC you meet who who really wants survey data, and then there's another mm-hmm. one you can meet later on who's like, okay, don't just give me any survey data. Give me survey data on habitable planets only, and I'll oh. pay you more for them. Okay. Um, that seems but, like harder to keep track of, but yeah. I mean, by leveling up, you can eventually upgrade that scanning ability to. I think the last tier is you can scan any planets in a system that are 30 light years away from you, which is a mm, massive distance okay. in this game. So, Leslie, do you still have Game Pass? I'm not used to it in a very long time. Okay, so but you are still paying for it. Okay. Um, yes. Okay, cool. I just want to see. Um, I think what reminded me, because it is on Game Pass, so if you wanted to check it out, it's already free on there. Uh Mm. Or sorry, no additional cost. Sorry, Andrew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I also just just because I know this is a game that both of us enjoyed. Um, they have the farewell edition of Spiritfarer, which is like mm-hmm. the whole game with the DLC on it. Like, yeah. So the even sadder edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, I never beat it. I got, I hit a point where I'm like, I don't know if I can emotionally handle this game right now. So let me no, step away. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, for you two, uh, Gotham Knights is now on there too. <laughs> yeah. <It's> on <laughs> game Pass. Game Pass. Yeah. Gotham Knights is on Game Pass. It sucks. I spent all that fucking money on it. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I got it for free. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I still have fun with Gotham Knights time to time. The issue was came when I started doing raids with friends, and I was severely underleveled, so it was a lot of mm-hmm. me getting my ass beat and waiting for them to revive me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but, um, all right. Yeah, there's all always right. fun stuff on Game Pass to find. So the last one of the last two things we got down here um, is more just a fun little quick thing. Years before the live-action one piece was released on Netflix. Um, there were interviews with, Oh my God, my brain just broke. <laughs> Activia woman. I watched it happen in real time. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Sorry. I didn't even have to wait for the thing to pop up. I just have to Google search Activia woman in my brain. As I finished typing Activia woman is like Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis has talked about the fact that she is a fan of One Piece. Uh, her favorite character is Tony. Tony Chopper. Tony, Tony uh, Chopper. Adorable. Yeah. Um, if she could play anyone, she said she would play uh, Robin, Nico Robin. Uh, but she has admitted that she's a little bit too old for that character. But in reality, she would want to play Dr. Kareha, who would be in the next live action season when we got to it. Um, since then, the season has come out, people have fucking loved it, the writer strike has now ended, so the writers can talk about certain things, um, the actor strike is sadly still ongoing, because they won't pay them their fucking money, um, but the showrunner, I believe it was a showrunner, or at least the head writer or something, um, has come out that they plan to reach out to her once the, uh, strike is over to offer her the role. Um, they are actually planning the way they, they have said that they are writing for her in that casting. Uh, and I think that's great. I love that. Uh, I think she'll be great. If you don't know who this character is, she is a much older character. It's a little sassy doctor. Um, 
kind of rude in the best way. So I'm excited for that. I'm just excited for fucking One Piece, man. I don't care. All these all these people that have been avoiding One Piece their entire lives watch this first season. They're like, this is great. Is there more? I'm like, motherfucker. There's so much more. <laughs> is there more? So much more. Um, yeah. So that's cool. A little, excited, a little exciting news. Uh, basically, the first unofficial official casting announcement for season two. Um, hopefully. Uh, beyond that, we don't really have much. We don't know mm-hmm. if Ch- Chopper's going to be fully CGI or if he's going to be a Muppet. Let Chopper be a Muppet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nate, you've met Chopper now. I just realized. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't gotten there yet, but I know I am getting there. What? So here's the thing. So when I say that, I you have to understand, right? I don't know if Crunchy Hole, Crunchy Roll is Crunchy developing. Hole. Crunchy- <laughs> 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 I knew. I was trying to make sure we got past. <laughs> no. You know who um, we are. Crunchy Roll. I don't know if they're dividing up the episodes correctly. When I say I started Alabaster Arc, I'm talking about I watched episodes 65 and 66 today, which are all about Laboon. That is it. Holy shit. just a big shit. fucking whale. They really do, like, do it weirdly. Season one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. You're just now at reverse uh, Yes, reverse they just mountain. got a okay. reverse mountain. I just got past Laboon. They're supposed to be going to a different island because they broke the special compass thing. Okay. Weird. I I don't like the way they break this up because I mean technically that's a good it's how it is broken up because you're done the East Blue and then the next I think mm-hmm. even manga wise is called hold on One Piece arcs how is it broken down in the yeah all right that's true okay fine 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 um, well I guess <laughs> when you said it initially because. Uh, you are the way that they break it down on Crunchyroll is by uh, saga and not arc because the Araba- okay. the yeah Alabasta arc is the final arc in the Alabasta saga. You still got a lot because mm-hmm. <laughs> you got no, reverse. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got this. That's this is a good arc or this is a good saga, man. Oh, <laughs> and then you get Skypea. Yes. Sorry, I'm just excited for your future watching enjoyment. Um, <laughs> Leslie, did you watch the live action? No? Alright. No. What? I heard it was good, though. Yeah. Rather, I heard people that watch One Piece also enjoy it, which is rare of live action anime. Oh, yeah. we. I just say we. We uh, are very happy with it. <laughs> um I mean, it's it's, it's definitely, definitely the best that has happened, live action adaptation wise. One hundred percent worth watching. I mean, as far as anime adaptation goes, the involvement of the creator of the original manga plays a big factor. Um, the casting choices are brilliant. Brill- we're brilliantly done, but then the amount of work that each actor and actress put into their roles is also very good. Um, and it's a nice way to see it from a perspective where I can only watch One Piece subbed. So, like... Wait, really? Being able to... Yeah. 
I have not watched a single episode of it dubbed because the dub stuff is no longer simulcast, and so... Mm, you don't like, want to get used to the... Yeah, yes. Okay. So, you know, but um, you can still watch it all in English, but you can also still watch the live action in Japanese as well. And a lot of the Japanese voice actors for the live action are the same voice actors for the anime. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I love that they did that. Mm -hmm. They got the same cast to do the dub, which is mm -hmm. so rare and so fucking cool. Um, yes. So it's just... But overall, it's a good way of watching One Piece, especially if you're in the mind of, I want to fast-track this story. <laughs> I don't want to sit yeah, through... I, yeah, <laughs> I would check it out simply based off the fact that I wouldn't have to watch thousands of episodes yeah. to get yeah. the gist of what's going on. If if it plays out and you get the entirety of One Piece in live action, which it's Netflix, we won't get more than three seasons. Um, it will probably be like six to eight seasons. If and this is the big if, if the story's done by then, uh, the manga's not done. We're still coming out with new season, new new uh, issues, um, and it's good. It's there's like. Normally, when you're this far into a fucking series, and I say that as I've never read anything that's this many chapters, um, but if it's not getting close to the end and it feels like it's wrapping up, like it, it's not serious. They aren't taking themselves super serious, and that's what I really enjoy about it. Um, mm -hmm. You still have a, a fucking cartoon character as your main character, and he continues <laughs> to be that through the entirety of the series. He has his serious <laughs> moments, and he has always had those serious moments, but, like, it's just so ridiculously out there, and I love every second of it, and I hate that I have to wait week to week. I miss when I had an entire fucking ten or a thousand chapters to catch up on on this fucking show, or series. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's my, my love. Oh, man... Every time I bring up One Piece, it just still blows my fucking mind that three years ago, a little over three years ago now, um, oh no, fuck, four years ago, time is an illusion, uh, I didn't, I didn't read it, I hated it, this was still one of those, like, I only care about one of the big three, Bleach is the only good one, fuck those other two, but I was wrong, <laughs> Naruto's the only bad one. But I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> only Naruto sucks. Um... <laughs> <laughs> which is okay because black clover exists to make up for it um but yeah i'm happy with all of this it is we are in a weird renaissance -y kind of feel for one piece where everyone in multiple ways is enjoying it uh in mm -hmm. adaptations on Netflix of certain things just seem to be doing okay. Speaking of which, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when we're talking about just doing okay, um, <laughs> Netflix is, first of all, not just doing okay with, um, with, the, with the anime adaptations of certain things that they release. They're actually doing pretty fucking good with them. Um, so... Castlevania Nocturne, the first season, was released on Netflix recently, and even though I haven't watched it, all I've heard about it is pretty much rave reviews, mostly positive. Um, people are very much enjoying this, but then um, last week, and I believe early this week, 
they announced a Devil May Cry anime that they're going to do, and also a Tomb Raider anime that they're going to do. Um, the Tomb Raider anime actually picks up right off after the reboot trilogy of the games. Oh, shit. What? Um, really? Yeah. Fuck, I need to play those other two games. <laughs> I, and I don't know I'm if you ever exactly. played it. I love that first game. That first game was so oh, yeah. good. I played it in its entirety. It was very good. Um, well, the Devil May Cry anime adaptation, I don't really know where it takes place in the timeline of Devil May Cry, which is a wild one to get into anyway. <laughs> but um, it is interesting to see that Netflix is kind of banking on this idea of we can take a video game series that people know and love and turn it into quality, at least quality action anime. I'll put it that way. Um, even in those first two seasons of the original Castlevania anime, I mean, even if you just watch clips of the action scenes, they are they are pretty fucking good. Like, they're very well done. Um, and it does. They do have some writing writing kudos as well. The humor in them is is pretty on par. It's it's dark. It's edgy, but it's still funny. Um. So yeah, all I can do, all I can really hope is that that these things turn out to be just as good as Castlevania has been at this point. Um, especially with Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry is is one of my favorite game gaming franchises of all time. Um, and it's had animated ad- adaptations in the past, or it actually had a prequel anime at one point, and those things were they were flops. They were not good. <laughs> uh, so I just happened to just pick up. Um, or open up Netflix just to see what else because I'm like I swear something else is coming out uh, later this month October 19th we're, I forgot that they're making that anime adaptation of Captain Laserhawk uh, Blood Dragon Remix which is a weird yeah. spin-off side story thing within Far Cry <laughs> yeah um, but also in doing so I just found out that Netflix added both us and get out so okay two out of three two out of three great movies nope is yeah. not there yet but you know i already own it so i don't fucking care um <laughs> and of course the most exciting anime adaptation that's coming to netflix uh november 17th uh is scott pilgrim so <laughs> yes like <laughs> oh, that's gonna be so good people are so excited for this and i'm I'm on the fence about it right now. On the fence? What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> I So here's the thing is I like Scott Pilgrim as a comic, absolutely. I used to like Scott Pilgrim as a movie. Um used to? Well, I'll put it, I I adore its visuals and I adore all its style. I do not enjoy Scott as a character in that movie at all. <laughs> um and what I do know is most people's experience with Scott Pilgrim is going to be from the movie rather than the comics. And so I'm worried that the anime is going to stick way too closely to the movie instead of the comics. Oh, no. It 100%. I don't think it's supposed to. I think it's supposed to follow the comics completely. Yeah. Um, okay. I was going to say, Brian Lee O'Malley, I think, has already come out and said that it is supposed to be... Uh, Basically, it's basically the the Full Malachimus, the Full Malachimus Brotherhood thing. 
where it's like, okay. oh, this is adapting most of it, um, and then they're doing the real thing for this. Uh, also mm-hmm. coming out, fuck, I forgot, Onimusha. What's that? It's a, 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 a another game adaptation. Um, yeah. It's one well, of those, this like... this is a whole original Onimusha story for this anime. Oh, really? Does it take yeah. place within the same world? They all technically take place within the same world. Oh. Onimusha 2 was kind of an offshoot because it was... It was kind of a prequel, but where it falls in the timeline is very ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Onimusha was a very good game franchise, at least until the fourth one, New Dawn, came out and completely changed what Onimusha was. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's one of it's kind of one of Capcom's sleeper hits. Okay. Um, and uh, they even have a remake, I think, that is available in Xbox. Um, the the first game, Onimusha Warlords. So. Okay. Um, cool. I don't think anything else. Man, I keep forgetting they're putting so much HBO shit on here because they don't feel like hosting it on their own goddamn network. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping you enjoy Scott Pilgrim, Nate. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping everybody does. I uh, have very high hopes. Oh, yeah. I'm, I really like the animation style they're going with. Um, I've seen some people be like, oh, they're not as emotive. I'm like... Yeah, that it's not as smooth, but I feel like that's clearly on purpose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we haven't really seen much of the fight stuff. It's been more conversational stuff. That like, would be yeah. amazing if the fights were animated in a completely different, super detailed, yeah. crazy... <laughs> I, you know what? Okay, now this is where we're going to fuck ourselves up and be like, we're going to put stuff out there and be like, it won't live up to what we're thinking. What if... <laughs> All of the different fights are shot in a different way, like a different animation Ooh. style or something like that. <laughs> cool. I, Ryan, I don't. If you're listening, <laughs> grab everything you were doing a second ago. <laughs> you have, start you it have over. a month to start over. We'll be honest. You know the voice actors love those roles. They'll be perfectly fine with redoing anything. Um, That's another reason why I'm really excited because the cast has so much fun with mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. entity. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, yeah, you don't it's I feel like it's not often that a cast loves a thing so much that when they get a chance to do more with that property, they're all like, fuck yeah. Hey, well, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no question <laughs> asked. All of them are like, we're back. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see Julie be a bitch. I'm excited. <laughs> I still love that when we were talking about it the other day, like I mentioned something about I hope I I'm excited that they'll actually make the drummer a robot, and you're like what? And I'm like oh you haven't read that oh, part yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I was like oh yeah. That did happen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll take some uh, throw in some references to the video game. Did you ever play yeah. the the game? Oh, that would be really cute. It's yes, so good. I did. I played a lot of the game. I need to buy the remake that they put out more recently. Mm-hmm. Or the it was updated really, version. The, the graphics are really crisp. Crisp. Very good. The yeah. Remake. Okay. I'm excited for that. Man, there's so much stuff so close yet so far. I want to <laughs> skip to it. I know Tuesday, uh, this won't be out on Tuesday. I will not have this edited and released in time. Um, 
but Tuesday tickets for the Marvels come or yeah, the Marvels comes out for sale. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm gonna be on that app refreshing until I get the boop buy our tickets immediately for opening night. Yeah, I have to. I still need to. There's a movie theater nearby. I need to see if they have English screenings. Mm. This stuff. <laughs> I didn't think about that shit. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. I mean, there are some places where instead of dubbing, they just have the English voices with subtitles. Yeah. So you might well, be that's... able to do that. Oh, yeah. I've seen that's that. what I'm looking into. There's, there's a massive mall in Bucharest, um, a neighborhood called Kotrachen, and I've been there once just to walk around, but they have a movie theater in the mall. So. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> All right. Well, is there anything else you two want to talk about today or bring up or mention? Uh, no, I'm really excited to actually be able to get into spooky season. So the next time I come, I'll have a whole list of things that I've watched. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say while I was going through like what's coming out, what's coming to Netflix soon. Um, Weirdly, the day after Halloween, uh, Drag Me to Hell is being added. So I've never seen that. Me neither, but I've heard good things. So I, I have don't know. too, but I know the ending. Oh no! Yeah. I had the story to Malignant spoiled for me the other day. No! Oh, that's Here's suck. the thing. I, when I found out, I'm like... Do they play it up really campy? Is it like, is it so ridiculous that you can't take it's it seriously? It's still incredible. You okay. still watch okay. it. Okay, all right. Even with the, even knowing the secret, the way that mm-hmm. it all plays out, <laughs> that movie's so... Okay, all right. That movie is amazing. <laughs> Very <All right>. entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw it on my, my list of watch this during the day with all the lights on. But yeah, that's funny because I I didn't know that that was going to happen. So mm-hmm. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and we preserve the spoiler for you, Nate, so you don't have to worry about it. Um, to, when you both see it, you have to let me know when you what you think. I don't know, Nate. Do you don't really watch horror movies all that much? Do you? I really don't. Yeah, that's fair. They're not for everybody. I'm kind of all over the place. Um, Oh, speaking of which, they put out the official like announcement of Talk to Me Too. Oh, really? Which like I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do with that. Are they gonna? Fo- yeah, like are they gonna follow the same situation? I mean, they're gonna follow the hand. I don't. Here's my thing, though. The first one was so hard to watch. I know they're just gonna make it worse. It's in it's. The second one. <laughs> It was really hard to watch. So, like, that one, Nate, I don't think, did we talk? We did talk about it, yeah. Um, Talk to me is is anxiety-inducing to the same level that the Green Knight filled me with dread. Um, Mm -hmm. Is, I guess, the easiest way to describe it. Uh, if you haven't watched The Green Knight, I also fucking recommend the shit out of that movie. It is such a good fucking movie. Um, you just said it filled you with dread. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, dread? I, I don't know how to describe it other than it's really fucking good. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that was another A twenty four movie. 
what else has he done? I don't even know what else he's done. Let's see. Filmography. Peter Pan and Wendy. That's not a great thing well, to that's... say, I guess. Uh, Old Man and a Gun. <laughs> a Ghost Story. It's so weird, because like, I loved that movie, but then he did two live-action Disney movies. Well, Pete's Dragon is Disney. Uh, Peter and Wendy, I think, is... I don't... I don't know if... Oh, no, this one is the Disney. Weird. He also did A Ghost Story, which is a supernatural drama. Huh. I need to look into more of his movies, because I really enjoyed that one. Either that, or he was just really good on one movie. Uh (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's some people that just have that. Like, they'll do one really good movie. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Well, yeah. I guess it's time for... My favorite part that I always forget about, and I definitely have something to recommend. No context recommendations. <laughs> so, Nate, look, first of all, Leslie, do you remember what this is? Uh, yes. All right, cool. You just <laughs> recommend something with no context. Um, you just say the title, you throw it out there, and people can Google it themselves. Um, Nate, do you have a no context recommendation this week? I do. Ooh. Mine is Limbo Division 209. Mine's a quick one. It really is a quick one. Um, It's literally just called Perception Check by Tom Cardi. Google it. Google it. You know what? I'm going to recommend Run. That's all it's called. Run? I may have talked about it before. I, I don't think you have. I've never heard of it before. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, hey. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining me on another episode, but thank you for watching another episode of Space... or watching, listening, experiencing another episode of Space Time Talco. Uh, as always, if you like what you hear, see what we do, what we say, our beautiful faces, our wonderful voices, um, you can find us on all social media. Just search Space Time Taco. You can find me just about everywhere at Time Lord Burrito. You can find Nate on Instagram... At, Only on at a little teapot eighty nine, you can find Leslie most places. Mostly Instagram these okay. days. Okay. Also, you haven't made the haven't made the blue sky jump yet. I'm on it, but I haven't. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> but I will put the different versions of Kimono Jones on there. Um, I can't remember which one has what. I think on Instagram you are just at Kimono Jones, right? Yes. Yeah. Twitter is the only place where I have an underscore. Yeah. Okay. I refuse to call it anything but Twitter. Oh no, it is Twitter. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could support us directly over on Patreon.com/slash/SpaceTimeTaco. You can also support us on Twitch, either with your own account, just giving us the money as a subscription can tip us directly you also get if you have amazon prime you also get twitch prime which means one free subscription every month Woo! just remember it doesn't auto redo which i guess is nice because then you can give it to whoever you want but why not us we're cool we're hip um you can also support us over on coffee i just right it's pronounced coffee or ko-fi oh i say Ko-fi. You say coffee, oh, Kofi? See, sudden, no. All of a oh, sudden, oh no, it makes sense. But that's the thing. I've heard people call it Kofi when you buy people coffee. Yes. 
I don't know. Uh, but we also have a throne account. You can always uh, donate in the form of gifts, which are nice too, I guess. Um, but most importantly, right now, it doesn't give us money, but you can help sick kids by donating to our Extra Life campaign. Or if you don't want to donate now, you can wait until later on next month and join us live for our 24-hour charity stream, which is our seventh, seventh year. Seventh year. Technically, I think it's our eighth, but we don't count that first one because the account doesn't exist anymore. Uh, So seven. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) There is no visual evidence of that original year. Um, (laughs) Anyway, thank you again for joining us. Go inside and play video games. Either of you got a sign off? No? Nothing? Oh no, we do this every time. Every time? It's we gotta okay. practice this too. <laughs>